The basics are here to stay, and there's no influencer who's ever going to come in and change that because you and I both know that the foundational barbell and dumbbell exercises work. No matter your experience level, from the complete beginner to super elite who's been training for decades, you can always make gains with the most basic of basic exercises. They are the basics for a reason. And there's a reason why so many guys are now talking trash against them. It is for financial gain, not to improve your life, not to empower you as a lifter because they know the truth. In fact, the biggest criticizers of exercises like the barbell bench press, the barbell squat, bent over rowing, any overhead press, that which quite literally built the best physiques of the last 100 years from the bronze era till now, including the best natties or even enhanced guys from the golden era. Some of the most desirable physiques that we've ever seen were built with the basics. Now, all that is now trash because in the last five years, we've come up with novel exercises that supposedly deliver better results, yet even now, we still don't see guys building their physiques from day one till now with those. And even if they are correct, in terms of their analysis, we don't know the extent to which it is better. And I find it laughable that the majority of them built their physiques with the basics. And then they have the ball say, oh, well, I could have done it without it. Sure, you might have, but maybe be in the same fucking place. Or maybe they've been training a different way for the last five years. They've obviously put on muscle and they attribute it to this exercise selection rather than the consistency factor with the effort and the motivation to push more because I understand exercise ADHD more than anybody else. That's why I love the conjugate system so much. But is it the fact that I'm changing from a close grip bench press with chains to a Larson press to a deficit push up to a camber bar bench to a barrel press? Is that what's really making me in the long term? No, these are small nuances. It can change your resistance profiles, it can unlock more general strength, minimize overuse injuries. But at the end of the day, all these things are just ways of organizing our training such that we can follow through. It doesn't really matter what exercises you do if you are progressing and you are choosing what is relevant for your current needs, that which addresses your muscular weaknesses. And we all reach a point where the gains slow down so much that by you adding more muscle, yes, we can attribute that to little changes in exercise selection, but the biggest thing is just sticking through to it long enough. And that's the accumulation of years and years of hard training. Because even in myself, I've been making videos since 2013. And I was already buff by 2017. I would say I built the majority of my muscle by that time frame. And from my physique back then till now, I don't know how much muscle I put on, but I would say it's a 15 to 20% increase. And the most important reason why I did manage to make more gains from then till now, it's hard to imagine this, but 2017 was seven fucking years ago. Well, logically speaking, it was the consistency factor that got me here because whether I gain an extra half pound of muscle a year from really optimizing everything or a full pound, it's so insignificant that doesn't fucking matter is what I'm trying to tell you. And the exercise selection might account for five to 10% more gains. Even Dr. Milo Wolf admitted this in our debate when discussing length and partials, for example, compared to full range of motion. So nuances allow you to push for more progress, but it doesn't break you. Okay, what breaks you is if you start settling, you go into maintenance mode, you don't have higher goals for yourself, you stop getting stronger, you decide to go on chill mode, you know, and that's what a lot of influencers did. They chose content creation above themselves. And I understand that I'm going to similar boat myself this year, I want to make this year about you. But all this to say, if I gained over 10 pounds of muscle in the last seven years, is it because 
I tweaked certain exercises? Is it because I started doing Larson pressing versus regular bench? Or that I started doing more machines at the gym? Or is the fact that I managed to accumulate more hard years under my training belt? You fucking tell me. And that's exactly what I see in some of the guys who are now doing a lot of these optimal exercises, which we don't even know if they're fucking optimal because there's no randomized controlled trials. And some of these inferences turn out to be incorrect. Like remember two years ago, everyone was talking trash about wide grip pull-ups in the frontal plane or lap pull-downs with the super wide implement saying that it's an upper back pull-down. Well, look how fast those guys changed your mind when they started realizing the fact the lats have good leverage at that 90 degree mark. It's that final shoulder adduction where you're getting the optimal squeeze. And it's hilarious because I too was doing the super wides for upper back. And what I noticed is that I just kept getting wider and wider. And then it got me realizing that all the old school guys already figured this shit out. And that what exercise science is truly doing right now is confirming the experiences of the OGs. Because somehow they don't appear to be wrong. Every time I listen to a silver era guy, they're right. It blows my mind every fucking time that I listen to anything that they have to say. Even the most trivial shit. I get gains. My physique improves. I get stronger. I get this look and guys say, oh, it's because of genetics. No, I look like a silver era bodybuilder because I use those exercises. I build my physique off the fucking basics. And just like how these optimal guys talk about biasing. Well, fuck me. Old school exercises bias in old school physique. Heck, even the 90s bodybuilders who were enhanced look different from the 2020 beyond bodybuilders. You see it, I see it. It's not just about drugs. Training style can build a custom physique. That's it, I don't wanna go on a rant about this particular topic, but I will mention this. For natural bodybuilding specifically, in the last 10 years, the top guys who train in a more primitive way look essentially equivalent to the top guys today who are doing everything to optimize every little factor. The net result is indistinguishable from an FFMI standpoint, what they're weighing on stage, how they look like. If anything, differences can be attributed to how they film themselves on stage, the different cameras, maybe the lighting setup, but the physiques have not really improved that much. It's the truth. The only thing that I would say has gotten better is the information that we spread around for average lifters, not already the top guys who know it works for them. So you guys, you who is watching this video, you benefit from my experiences and those of the other Noble Natties who've made all the mistakes for you. But guess what? The information we give nine out of 10 times is experience-based. It's not because we read some study. Again, the study just confirms what we already knew. It sheds light. And I think science is very important in that regard to separate the fact from the fiction. And of course, there are some things that will be incorrect. And so I'm all for trying to find additional answers, criticizing, trying out all kinds of different experiments for noobs and elites. I wanna see it all. And I am subscribed to various newsletters. I do pay for these services, but it's not what's changing my game. Just some things here and there. We have some breakthroughs, but at the end of the day, it's me trying shit out. And remember, even with all these so-called advancements, most of the top pros are still not bigger than the silver era grades of back then. That's very telling, considering they apparently lacked equipment and knowledge, even though all they did was experience base through decades of brutal effort without drugs. So they knew exactly what worked for them and were able to relay that. So I think we need to give them a little bit more credit because if these exercises are still being used today, 
surely it must go beyond the idea of tradition. It can't just be culture. It can't just be brainwashing, especially when the optimal guys are trying so hard to break down the basics and still they fail. It's the fact that the basics are time proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. And anyone who treats them seriously gets to the pinnacle of physique development, whether natty or enhanced. So that's what happens when you train the old school way. You're paying tribute to your forefathers. This exercise selection equals guaranteed results. So if you're not making gains off the basic barbell, dumbbell, and some cable motions here and there, then you're the problem, not the exercises. How could you not build the majority of your mass using the best exercises known to lifting history? In fact, I could even say that if you're not making gains off the basics, then there's no approach that ever will work for you. Or if it did, it's because it corrected something that was not exercise selection related. Your intensity, motivation, progression methods, something was altered to net better results. Even your sleep and nutrition as basic as that may sound. So I'm not gonna entertain those things for today. I just wanna talk about exercise selection. And my only point is this, if you can get gains with the most basic exercise that all the old school guys use, then you'll be able to make gains with almost everything because all the movement patterns were addressed. Your general strength is gonna be high. You have that skill to easily transition into something that is similar. You have enough muscle and kinetic awareness to realize what's building what. Now again, everything I'm saying could still be applied to non-basic exercises. I'm not an elitist. I'm just someone who fights for something that I know works for everyone. Let's say you max out the dumbbell stack on presses and rows. You think it's gonna be difficult to transition into a machine row or a converging chest press machine? Or if you're already barbell benching with perfect technique, it already looks like a fucking Smith machine. Do you think that you'll be that much stronger or more stable when you switch over to the Smith? It might look marginally better, but it will not be significant. I can promise you that if you paid your dues. Because the basics deliver a level of skill that carries over to everything. And oftentimes the alternative, which is apparently so much better on paper, is underwhelming. Or you realize that certain claims were greatly over-exaggerated. Like this whole stability thing that guys are talking about. Yes, it's a fact. Yes, the more stable you are, the greater the motor unit recruitment is, of course. But by how much? Cause I sure as fuck don't see it. You're gonna talk to me about stability when I bench four fucking plates? When I'm doing 315 for 10 on the flat? When my bar path looks perfect, I spent years grooving this technique? You think I know it's a fucking difference? No, I really don't. And at that point, it just boils down to preference and changing things up for the enjoyment or overuse factor. But beyond that, even if the alternative is quote unquote better, which I'm already skeptical of, you might not even wanna do that when you Try it out. So when guys ask me, Alex, I notice you use a lot of barbells in your training. Is it okay if I swap out your exercises for the Smith Machine version? Am I gonna notice a big difference in terms of hypertrophy? My answer is, on paper, it is better by a very small amount, but in practice, they're basically the same. So to me, they're interchangeable. Whether you do an AD press in a power rack with perfect form versus in the Smith, I believe in the long term, you're not gonna see any significant differences in overall delt or tricep hypertrophy. In the end, you're gonna be in the same spot, and you know what? Let's not take the black pill here, but your genetics do play a big role. And you're not gonna override your genetics by having an ounce more of stability. And remember, this is comparing 
the barbell to the Smith. And the Smith is one of the most stable machines that we can use. And by the way, I'm someone who actually loves the Smith machine. I think it's the best machine you can use at the gym. For the most part, for most people. When I make videos, I talk about averages, okay? I know for a fact that most of you go to a regular commercial gym and that there's gonna be Smith machines available and probably hammer strength machines. You're not going to fucking have $5,000 a piece prime fitness machines. You won't. You're not gonna have a converging Smith machine either. It's gonna be the simple ones. And I also know that if you try using the mock-up pieces of equipment that try to replicate what is currently optimal, that a lot of them are pieces of shit because the best of the best have patents and they're a premium for a reason. It's like those who tried to copy the Nautilus machines from back then. They failed miserably. You had these awful resistance profiles. But really the three biggest things that will kill your gains on machines, all things being equal, is bad alignment, shitty resistance profiles, and poor range of motion. So even if the stability is better than say dumbbells or calisthenics, the fact that you're lacking on those three other factors, which are a lot more important, will render the machine subpar. Oh, and there's also the maintenance factor. Many of these machines are not kept up well or are using older designs or in general have these friction forces that take away from the rep quality. So to me, that is one of the biggest problems of machines and why saying everyone should just use them for hypertrophy is extremely misguided and dangerous because we know that most of them will 100% guaranteed have these problems. Whereas the alternative of me telling you to do the basics where there's no friction forces, where it's just free weight gravity that anyone can do in any gym across the globe is a surefire way of guaranteeing your fucking results. I know that you're going to get massive with the barbell bench press, with weighted pull-ups, with weighted dips, with the overhead press, with dumbbell rows. You don't need to do a fucking single arm cable pull when you can max out the dumbbell stack. If you're rolling the 150s for reps, you think you have a small back, give me a fucking break. And I'm not trying to dumb this down by just saying, yeah, just get stronger, bro. This is not cope. I'm not telling you to become a strength athlete or make that the only goal of your training, such that you try to optimize your leverages for everything and you're gonna run these special high specificity periodized routines to really maximize your progression. No, I'm just saying, if you get fucking stronger at the basic shit, double progression, you know, you're repping two plates on the bench at least, you're doing the hundreds on the dumbbell presses, like these are basic fucking numbers. If you do the bare fucking minimum and you stop listening to weak motherfuckers who don't have your best interest at heart, you're going to have a good amount of muscle mass. And even if you're not the strongest guy, if you have 70% of your overall genetic potential, that's a pretty good starting point, right? At this point, you earn the right to do what the fuck you want. So look, there's a beauty in the fact that no matter who you are, what your background is, what you come from, you can go to a poverty gym or the richest gym in the world, you can get to the same elite physique. Literally, you can train in a shithole dungeon and make it to the Olympia stage. Dorian Yates did it. Now, of course, he had the genetics and the drugs to support that, but all this to say, the training itself, and that's gonna be the most important for you as a natural, you can get all the muscle you want with the most basic of basic equipment. And for most of you, that's gonna be using a simple power rack, a barbell, maybe a set of dumbbells, maybe a couple cable motions here and there, like your push downs, your lap pull downs, your seated cable rows if you wanna do that. Little stuff for alignment purposes so your joints feel good. Then if you throw in some weighted calisthenics, you're more than good. Nothing can ever lag from that kind of system. 
doesn't mean that because you train at a gym, you should only use the high-tech equipment that's available. There's nothing wrong with walking over to the good old benching stations, the power racks, or using those dumbbells. You know what? It might actually be in your interest in the current fitness space just because of the time factor. You don't have to wait for anybody because people are afraid of doing the hardcore stuff. So you can take advantage. It's almost like you got your own private studio. The heavy dumbbells are reserved for you. And when you bench, you'll be that guy putting up all those plates where everyone's staring like, holy shit, look at this ballsy motherfucker. That's pretty cool. Not that you're doing this for validation, but just to say, if you train at a normal gym, I guarantee you that the basic exercise will be available. Because for one, all gyms have them. And two, people are afraid to do what's hard. The gym culture has become soft. This hyperfixation on optimal has led to dead zones in the gym, which is interesting because those basic stations, even if the barbells or the benches might not be the best quality, will actually be more replicable on a gym per gym basis. What I mean is it's still a fucking barbell or dumbbell. Yeah, the knurling might not be through standards. Maybe the thickness is slightly off. Perhaps the weight plates aren't flawlessly flushed. Might not be bells of steel level quality like my home gym, but it'll still be good enough. And mind you, the old school greats did train on those pieces. They weren't as good as we have it now. Even the golden era guys. In fact, all the old school Olympias had worse setups than us. So we have a little bit more customization, but at the end of the day, a bench press is a bench press, a squat is a squat, and the movement patterns have not changed. They're the same exercise that worked back then, they're the same exercise now. But I cannot say the same for these various machines across the globe. That cannot be replicated. And this is why it's so hard to compare strength or have standards for them, because we don't actually know until one piece is universally recognized as the one. So I'm not trying to lead you down the road of comparison, but there is a beauty knowing that you can look at old footage and say, oh yeah, I could lift that too, or at least try to replicate it. Or your favorite natty, you watch his training videos, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna go in the gym and uh, see what I can do. I wanna see how I fare up. It provides an honest perspective. And like I always say, you can't hide from the basics. The truth will always be exposed. Strength cannot be hidden. And if one tries to cheat the movement, that's easy to spot. But with a lot of these fringe exercises, oftentimes you can't even tell what the guy's lifting or if it translates to the free weighted variations on a number to number basis. Like you can have a guy who's literally pressing four plates per side on some converging machine. He's like, yeah, it's optimal. Look how much stronger I am. Then you see him go on a flat bench and he can't even do three plates for one rep. So how are you lifting a hundred pounds more? Well, maybe because the leverages allow you to do that. It's not actually the motor unit recruitment. Because if we are to compare one to one like that, in my opinion, it's gonna have to be the Smith machine. Compare your Smith machine bench to your normal bench press. That's the closest comparison we have if we're gonna talk about stability, but not a completely different movement pattern. I think I've said enough for today's video. It's been a hell of a rant. I don't even know where I was going with this. I had all these nicely organized points, but then I just got passionate. I was like, you know what? Let's just speak from the heart. So I hope it came through. Honestly, you could do what you want, but I believe in the basics. I'm gonna continue training that way, modifying them, of course. I'm not suggesting that only doing the big three, quote unquote, or train like a powerlifter is the way. Fuck no, that's not my stance. But I don't think there's anything wrong with traditional exercise selection. And it's not the exercise that's gonna make or break your physique. It's your overall programming and the consistency to keep going hard year after year. That's why I've gotten to this point. Of course, influencers will continue trying to discourage you, but I hope that after listening to my perspective, you'll be able to see through their nonsense once and for all.